Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Alan, your podcast host. Friends, I don't know if you know this, but we are not just a podcast. Stay Forth Designs exist to help leaders get healthy and reach sustainable impact. You don't have to burn out, flame out, or have a moral failure to continue to lead as God has designed you to lead. You'll hear this so many times here on this podcast, who you are matters more than what you do. If you're a leader who abides well, who lives well, but maybe never has the impact to somebody else you compare yourself to, not only is that okay, but that may be what God has designed you for. We don't want to get in the comparison trap that leads us toward pushing hard, driving at all costs, succeeding and white knuckling both our faith and our leadership friends. We have to figure out how God has designed us to live and lead uniquely out of our own unique design. We're going to continue to talk about themes here on this podcast that are at the intersection of the spiritual and the practical, practical ways to help you live and lead as God has designed you. We've got two free opportunities for you to grow in your leadership. The first is called Tuesday Tune-Up. Every single Tuesday, we send tips that in five minutes or less you can implement into your life straight into your inbox. And we want to give you those practical tips. The Tuesday tune-up, just a little tune-up each week can go a whole long way if you continue to apply that to your leadership. You can go to TuesdayTuneUp.com. You can also find that in the show notes to sign up to get that free in your inbox. The second free opportunity is the right setup community. We have an incredible group of leaders having some amazing conversations. We're talking about the books that you're reading, the podcasts that you're learning from, one thing that's changing you this week, something you've had an opportunity to do that stretched you. What about experiences that are shaping you? Um, what are leaders struggling with right now? What are leaders learning from? Who are leaders learning from? Those kind of conversations are breaking out over on the right side of community. It's safe, it's protected, and it is free over on Facebook. Go ahead and like Stay Forth Designs and apply to be in the free Right Side Up community. Friends, we want to join you there. We want to go deeper from these podcast conversations, and we let you behind the curtain of things we're processing as a Stay Forth team and things you should be processing too if you're going to live and lead as God has designed you. Welcome back to the podcast and enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I've got two good friends of mine here on the podcast today. I actually had the opportunity to be able to share rooms with them and dinners and views and conversations from the top of these mountain passes in Colorado. And uh, I'm just thrilled to talk to them. We're going to kind of break down this experience um, for them. But before we do, would you guys just introduce yourselves? Um, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do. Sure, I'm Caitlin Emus, and um, I'm a partner with Jen and Jay Hamill Consulting. Um, I'm a project manager, and I work with Christian organizations who are generally overwhelmed, overworked, and are just looking for the next right steps to take. Um, so they usually have big goals, and um, what we love to do is go in and help them troubleshoot a little bit, figure out what's going wrong, where we can help, and get them set on the right path. Awesome. Love that. And God knows we need what you guys do. We'll talk more about that later. So Jen, what about you? What, what do you do and why do you do it? Um, yes, I'm Jen. I live outside of Denver, uh, Colorado with my husband and two kids. And with this company, 
Um, my passion is very similar to Caitlin's. I just love helping Christian organizations, you know, kind of cut through all the noise and the um, the feeling of overwhelmingness when they're trying to accomplish the goals. You know, a senior leader can create a, a two-page executive memo and funding comes through and huzzah, this is great, this is wonderful. And then this ginormous goal oftentimes gets dumped on the existing staff who are already overwhelmed. And um, just to be able to kind of come and say, hey, we can help take that load off and help you just execute this with excellence and help your goal and your two-page executive memo become an operational reality. Um, it just rocks my world. And yeah, one, one friend of mine told me my, my, uh, my superpower is team building. And I do love that because I love what makes my day is when I see a small microcosm of the body of Christ come together and do something amazing that no one individual could possibly do on their own. And we, we at Stay Forth live at this intersection of the spiritual and the practical. And what we say a lot is the practical is spiritual. And it's crucial right now. What you guys do helps all of us do what we are designed to do better. And there's really not training in the transformational leadership world, whether it's churches, nonprofits, ministries, there's not training in these kind of things. I did not know what a project manager was not that long ago. And I think that's helpful to say, wow, you guys are actually sort of bringing out the colors, the pop, the gusto, and what all of we do, getting in the way and then getting out of the way so that organization can do what they're called to do, which is phenomenal. Um, And we need what you guys do. So you signed up to come to Colorado to hit timeout on life, leadership, what you guys are doing in the whirlwind. And I got to hear what pain points would you be feeling to make you want to jump into the mountains with us into this collaborative experience that we had? I think one of the biggest um, pain points we were feeling was uh, we were spread thin and there was so much we could imagine doing and moving forward with the company. Um, but just didn't have capacity, didn't even know where to start. And I think sometimes that's the hardest point. So it, it might sound funny that two project managers don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> that, that's where everybody needs a little help. Everybody needs a little focus. And um, I think we were really hopeful that the Colorado collaboration would bring that for us. And spoiler, it did. Um <laughs> It was a good experience. So I think for me, that was a big one. It's just what is our next right step? Yeah, I, I agree. And just to take it, give you a little context, three years ago, I was just freelancing. Two years ago, I had enough work to bring on a teammate, which is Caitlin, was that teammate. But then last year, Caitlin and I started working closer together and we noticed, wait a minute, we're, we're gaining traction here. We're putting, putting our finger on the pulse of something kind of unique and our team's growing to accommodate the work and we weren't doing any marketing. Like, um, and so like, what, what is this? And so this year we converted to an S core and we really believe God is doing something cool and unique here through this team. Um, and we have a good idea of what we want to do, but how we do it really gets accomplished by who God brings on the team. But the problem is neither one of us have ever run a business before. So we're running a business while learning to run a business and, you know, kind of like similar to what Caitlin said, like, we, we have our finger on the pulse of something, but, and every time you, you feel like you've kind of put your finger on it, it kind of disappears. Like, okay, that wasn't quite it, but it's something like this, and it kind of involves churches, and it kind of involves nonprofits, and um, we have worked together for, um, yeah, two years. We've seen each other in person 
well, now twice, but up until Colorado Collaboration, it was only once. And that one time was March 2020. So all that got us done through our business in the last, you know, what, 16 months, we've never had in-person time. Wow. At the most, we've had maybe a 90-minute Zoom call. Wow. And that is hard to, like, not have that connection time with your business partner and person you, like, really, like, are, you know, trying to be in sync with. So um, that was kind of the... It's, a weird pain point, but I was like, we need to sync up. We need to like yeah. better understand, like hear from God and talk with each other about what he's doing here and what, it, what this thing is that we're supposed to steward and help grow. And, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's real. I mean, that's a real pain point. And for you guys listening, make sure that you don't lose sight of that. First of all, uh, we're doing this thing now. So because it works, suddenly it grows and now we have to handle the, the, I think, right word for you guys is steward. How do we steward this growth? God is doing this thing. Growth is a problem. It's a good problem, but a problem, no doubt. And trying to steward that, also being decentralized, that's real. There are some great advantages to not having to move across the country. Um, but our Stay Forth team, we've been doing this for years, where we'll converge for a few days, go up in the mountains, work through some frameworks, get around some whiteboards, and we'll leave feeling like that was four or five months worth that we were able to accomplish in, in four days. And so it really does kind of speed up time in some ways. And so um, if you're a decentralized team, listen up. If you don't quite uh, have a pulse on what you're doing or how to talk about what you're doing to other people, listen up. Um, and so the context of this is that we have 10 kingdom leaders together listening for what each other is saying and affirming back asking questions, naming things in the car, over meals, uh, again, as we go to beautiful places. So that was really fun to think through. Um, this was a risk. Again, time, money, opportunity. You guys are putting a lot on this. Um, Jen first, and then I want to hear from you, Caitlin. How is this helpful? Give them specific ways that collaborating with other leaders in this experience was helpful, not just for you, but for the business. Oh, my goodness. Um, so many ways. First of all, um, in, in no particular order, but I loved that it was a co-ed experience for one. I think all, all too often um, Christian retreats are, you know, separated, maybe marriage, but then male and female are usually separated. But to have um, these 10, you know, siblings in Christ come together um, and, you know, half men, half women. And like you said, all different experiences. There were, you know, a couple pastors, there was a professor, there, you know, such a wide array of people. Um, and to be able to engage with people that are outside of what Caitlin and I know and hear every day, to get their insight, their questions, um, really sparked so many light bulbs. And even day one, people were dropping truth bombs in a way that I was not expecting. Because, and hat, you know, hat tip to you and Karen, the way you prepared us and the way you you brought this together, uh, we we started off on the grounds of trust and transparency and there's no reason not to trust these other people in the room because this was, you know, a curated experience. And so let's not waste any of these four days and let's dive in. Um, so that was incredibly helpful. Um, and just uh, another way that was helpful was there was such a good balance of activity and inactivity. Mm. Um, this was uh it was really my first in-person anything outside my family or a couple friends since COVID started. So 
So I was a little nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going from like zero to 60. What in the world so are we doing here? So many humans around. So, so many people. And that first night, I will say it had kind of gotten to me. Like I was really fading, like around eight o'clock. I was like, I, this is so much. This is so much. But um, the way you guys built in um, the activity that, you know, we're rafting, but then we're in the car and we've got our own time on the mountain and we've got, you know, just, it was very um, well planned and that gave us time and space to hear from God, hear from each other, be with our own thoughts, um, write things out and um, just taking that time to do things that we know we should do and we know we're important, but they either get wedged into half hour time slots between meetings or they don't happen at all. Mm, so just yeah. the way you you approached um, those four days and the timing of everything and the intentionality and focus and purpose behind each event or um, was was really provided that space. Awesome. Love to hear that. Caitlin, what about you? Yeah, I want to echo what Jen said, just the the cultivating of a space where trust is already built in. Um, I I think back to receiving, so before before we received the PDF with little outlines of everybody who would be attending with us. And Jen and I just having a little sidebar being like, oh my goodness, these people are so impressive. And all of a sudden that insecurity, like all the insecurities that we've ever had start creeping to the top. And um, I think it took all of 30 seconds being in the room with these people for them just to make us feel welcomed and affirmed and feeling like we do belong there. Um, So I think not only did it help us in practical ways, um, but as leaders, we, this is where God has called us to be. And yeah. this was a, this was an environment that was able to affirm that and we were seeing other people that were like, yeah, absolutely. You're definitely where God is calling you to be. And for yeah. them to say that to us, um, it, it changed how I think I view what we do in such a mm. massive way. Like I have a renewed sense of purpose uh, wow. with our company. I love to hear that. And also let me time out for you listeners is that they could have said it gave us this brilliant idea of which we've made $84 million since then and launching a new product line, but it starts with the leader. You want to take care of an organization, take care of the leaders. You want to help an organization clarify, help the leaders clarify. And this was working on the organization, not just in it. And we are really good at dialing into details and getting in the whirlwind and we'll do what we need. Um, We'll step in, we'll take care of our families, we'll step out, uh, we'll do whatever it takes. The problem is we get so stuck and we can't see the forest for the trees. And so this was a forest experience where we can zoom out and you have to explain to somebody else what you do or they can't really help you. And I love to hear that, some of the clarity, but also just care. When we care for one another, we've faced a lot of change. We face criticism, discouragement, wondering if what we do actually matters. And when we can say that out loud and other people can say, I'm feeling the same thing. I'm intimidated because you guys are impressive. Um, That's not lost on me that of all the things you could leave with, you're bringing those to kind of the top of of the surface. Um, Are there a couple moments that you guys will remember? They don't have to be, you know, the biggest, most meaningful. There are a couple of kind of small moments that just stick out about this time. Jen, what about you? One was when, so I picked Caitlin up at the airport that Tuesday morning and was super excited to see her. Um, And I'd been asked if I could pick up this gentleman, Steve, on our way because he was kind of on our way down. Um, And so we we pick up Steve and it was like, 
microseconds before we were like just talking it with him as if we'd known each other for decades. Hey, Steve. Hey, and Caitlin, Jen, like we just, boom. We, and we just dove into great conversation. Like immediately there was none of that awkward small talk, which <laughs> as an introvert, I can't stand small talk. It drains me. <laughs> just, Large talk, such, please. Like, soon. It was, and it just, it, it turned on a dime. It was really incredible. Um, but I think the other moment, and it kind of was a big moment, was really at the end where uh, you had laid out a bunch of pictures on the table um, and, you know, asked people to pick one up to, that, to identify like what, what picture represents like how you're feeling right now, just something that captures that. And Caitlin held up a picture of a railroad track and it's kind of, it looks like just kind of railroad tracks, maybe in an old historic city sort of going off into, off into the distance. And um, she said she picked up that railroad track because uh, you're looking at the tracks and you know, they're going somewhere. There's a destination out there and it's probably pretty cool, but you don't know where it is yet. You can't mm-hmm. get to it. Yeah. Um, or you, you're gonna get to it, but in order to get there, the train has to run on these two rails. And the two railroad tracks, she said, represent her and me. Of course, then I start getting all teared up. But you know, and these two railroad tracks don't have to be parallel. And these railroad ties between the tracks help keep them parallel. Because if those tracks aren't parallel, you're gonna derail the train. The bad accident's gonna happen. And so, and she pointed at the very first tie of this picture and said, this first railroad tie is, has been these last four days. This is like the first tie to help keep us parallel. And this was so necessary. I didn't realize we didn't have this and that we needed it. Um, and that was just really a, that image and analogies and applications of that kind of keep coming back to mind and just realize it was like, you know, like, thank you, God. I really entered into this thinking I was going to come out with a different business plan. Like, you would kind of laugh. We had probably eight or 10 different bullet points that Caitlin and I thought, oh, when we're in Colorado, we'll be sure to talk about these things. Zero. We didn't talk about any of them. <laughs> You'll get to them later. <laughs> and that's, but it's okay though. Like, what if that railroad tie had not been put in place and we had not aligned our tracks? I really think in a year we would have derailed. And so, like, the reality that's sinking in, I'm like, thank you, God, for this time. These, um, takeaways, these illuminating moments, the things we captured, even if they're drafty, even if they're still drafty, that time aligned us in a way um, that we couldn't have done just on our own if we, you know, met up for a couple of days somewhere and just tried to piece this together ourselves. Mm. So Beautiful moment, beautiful image. Caitlin, what about you? What are some of those moments that you won't forget? I think the big one that stands out for me is uh, we had driven up into the mountains and we had the option to just like sit outside the car or go on a little hike or whatever that looked like. And Jen and I decided to do a little hike up to a peak. And we were about 13,000 feet up, if I remember correctly. Um, and it was just an opportunity for us to finally um, take all the things that we had been hearing and thinking and to see where we were lining up and how we were lining up. And I think on the top of that mountain, we had so much clarity and we were just able to brainstorm and talk. And we were actually recording ourselves talking too, which was a unique experience, uh, but necessary because we just were spitballing things. We're like, okay, play that back. That was good. What was that? Um, And it was just a moment where it felt like real momentum, but also like we were at the top of a mountain, like a literal Mm -hmm. top of a mountain. Literal. Uh, so the view and just being able to have a little packed lunch together and just spend time that way, um, definitely a highlight for me. 
Mm, that's awesome. You know, what, what's funny to me is that I can't predict what those moments are going to be. For some, it's a conversation they had walking through the town in a very normal looking atmosphere. For others, it's, you know, this mind blowing view, like you talk about with the sack lunch. Uh, for some, it's this session, this tool, this image, you just can't predict. And I think there's the beauty in that is I could bring all of us 10 leaders together. We're all going to say a different moment, but God did what God needed to do in the environment, the place, the people, all of it is the canvas. And so that's so encouraging, exciting for me, and it always keeps me guessing. There are no two groups, two experiences that are alike. But one of the biggest challenges that I have is to help people understand what is a stay forth experience. And we've described environment, atmosphere, community. We didn't talk about whitewater rafting. We didn't talk about the hot springs. There will always be charcuterie if you're ever wondering a stay forth experience. It's just what we do. You know, it's like grown up Lunchables here. That's just what we do. Um, but explaining how this is, people tend to ask the question, oh, that makes sense. How is it different from a conference? So could you please take a stab at that? Jen, how in the world is this experience different from a conference? Conferences are exhausting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this was not. Um, conferences, you go somewhere, you're staying in a hotel, you, you, know, you show up for four days, and it's session after session after session after lunch break, session after session. Here's some you know, cookies and chips and something to fill you up, session after session. Okay, networking opportunity. And it's like you just, and you feel this, pressure to have to be there and learn. And if I don't walk out with some kind of learnings, then I completely failed because my job's paying for this. It's just exhausting pressure. Now, there could be some good that come out of all these sessions. Of course, like I have learned good things, but it's not, it's, it's exhausting and it's overwhelming and it's too much for your brain to take in. Um, and this wasn't, I think the, you know, experience is the right word. It just, it's a place to learn, but not because you're in session after session after session after session. You're learning because you're communing with God and others in this like beautiful four-day bubble where someone else is taking care of the dishes. They will not let you help with any of that stuff nope. at all. Or someone else is driving you somewhere where you need to go. Someone else is like serving you with the whole purpose of allowing space for God to speak to you for you to hear from God and others. And there's just no conference that does that. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Caitlin, take a stab at it. How is it different from a conference? So the big thing that comes to me is networking versus building community. Mm. I think if you go to a conference and they have these networking lunches and you walk in and it's so painfully awkward. It's like speed like, dating. Yeah, it's like speed dating. It's like, hi, what do you do? How can you help me? How can I help you? And it's like, that's not what this is about. Um, versus community building. And that's exactly what this um, experience has encouraged. You know, we, we sincerely came out of it with a little community. These are people that are now forever in my life um, that I'm already doing very intentional things to stay in touch with. Um, and that that's what kingdom building is all about. It's building a community and getting to know one another in very real ways. A lot of the questions that were asked were about life and um, leadership. There's no separating the two um, because as leaders, your life is a huge part of that. And um, I think just to be with other people who think that way and to have that community surrounding you and supporting you is just critical. Critical. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for taking a risk on this experience. 
we always hope that it pays off 10, 50, 100 fold. You can look back years later and say this clarity kept us on the right course. We could have been eight degrees off for a really long amount of time. And it does my heart good for you guys to share how it was not twice as effective, I think, together, maybe five or 10 times as effective as going on your own. And so, so cool to hear about this. Friends, if you don't like the idea of experiences, then you're going to get tired of this podcast because we're going to continue to talk about why we need people, right? We are lonely. We're disconnected after the season and why we need to hear from the living God, fresh new ideas, not just recycled ideas. And it's great to read books, but we're not just going to tell you to learn more. We're going to ask you to listen to the Father, to commune with other people, and to get outside of your comfort zone. Do something different. I don't care if it's rafting. I don't care if it's sitting at the edge of a mountain peak, having a hard conversation you've never had before, looking at a new tool, looking at a new image, and we're going to continue to see God move. We're, we're that confident in that. But thank you guys and gals for coming on. Guys and gals, I don't know why I said that. Thank you gals for coming on. And uh, you guys are so uh, helpful to so many different organizations. And friends, if you're interested in any project management, any of the things that they talked a bit about, you can find Jay Hamill Consulting in the show notes and go ahead and contact them, reach out to them. And you need what they do, friends. I can guarantee you of that. Thanks so much, Caitlin. Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Really appreciate it.